back to a brand new episode of the RTT Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cash. And I'm Jay Prubbs. And today is a special episode as we will be looking and reacting at the free agent signings and also trades that have gone on this past couple of weeks in the NBA. Prubbs, take it away. What do we want to talk about first? Yeah, so well, one of the biggest uh, headliners for trades well, it wasn't really a trade, but it was a sign-in trade, really. Was the Gordon Hayward signing another huge extension um, with the Celtics and then then being dealt to the Charlotte Hornets with a um, couple picks. And so, for me, I would have to say this is a really bad deal for the Hornets because you're getting an older player... And you're paying him this extreme amount of money. And he doesn't really fit with the timetable of Devontae Graham and their newly drafted LaMelo Ball. Exactly. Um, for me, Hayward, Hayward is a good player. But uh, for sure, for sure. four years, $120 million for me is a bit yeah. too much. And not to mention, by the end of this deal, he's going to be 34 years old. Yeah. And now you may be saying, yes, this is a big contract, but Charlotte has money after waiving Nicholas Batum. But mm-hmm. the thing is that when you waive a player in the NBA, you still have to pay them money from your cap, cap space, which yeah, just makes it, the deal that much worse for the Hornets. Yeah, I know, for sure. Like They don't have him on their, con- on their team, but they're still paying his contract. Right. For me, it's it's a clear win for Boston, as they're also getting around $30 million in uh from the Hornets, so uh, for me, it's a win for Boston. Clearly, and and the other thing is Hayward is injury prone, and he's not the same after the injuries. He's not the Utah Jazz Gordon Hayward that we saw. Yeah, well, for the Celtics, I don't know if I'd call this a win because um, they had to a- attach a couple second round picks, but um, or a couple picks, but um, I still think that. Boston would have liked to keep him around for a couple more years because, I mean, probably not a huge contract like the one that he got in Charlotte, which makes it a complete loss for the Hornets. But also for a Celtics team that is super young and has like star young stars like Jalen Brown and Tatum, they need a couple veteran presence. And Kemba Walker serves for sure as a veteran presence. But um, having someone else like Gordon Hayward who can play in the um, starting lineup um, with Tatum at the forward position, it I think it's the Celtics would rather have Hayward back. But, I mean, they're not going to match that contract for sure. Right. And going along your previous point, Hayward does not fit in the situation that Charlotte is currently in. Yeah. Because when you look at it, they're, like you said, you have Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, mm. now LaMelo Ball. It's, it's, they're, they're building and starting young. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Hayward here, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's a great presence to have there. But at the same time, Hayward really isn't a, he, he's not, he doesn't have the same presence as, uh, Kemba Walker, let's say, or, mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul, anything like that. Hayward, he's he's not that number one type of player, your go to guy. Yeah, and, and um, it, I don't. It, it, the Hornets are clearly not building off of this guy. I mean, you can't. He's 
he's getting older now. He's going to be in his mid thirties in a few years. But and for, yeah, it's just it's just not a deal that makes much sense. Yeah, and they're he's not their number one guy. He's not going to be their number one guy, and yet they're paying him like a number one guy. Right. So and it's it's just more fault for this Hornets organization that really has struggled this entire past decade. Yeah, for sure. Like we haven't really seen any memorable rebuild. They've wasted the young career of Kemba Walker, and they've signed people to crazy contracts such as Nicholas Batum. Right, and and now. After that, it, it, we, we don't know what to expect from Charlotte in the future, but we're now going to transition into the early signing of this free agency and trade involving the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Phoenix Suns. As many know, the Thunder were expected to deal Chris Paul, yep. and Phoenix landed him but also gave away a few assets. Yeah, well, Chris Paul had a monster season, and pairing him with Devin Booker is a very smart move for the Suns, for sure. But they they had to give up a couple. Um, right, you, have, you have to for this, for yeah. this all-star and this uh-huh. great veteran presence. Yeah, and so they gave up Kelly Oubre, who's a young shooter, uh, Ricky Rubio, who's a good point guard, don't get me wrong, but he's not a Chris Paul point guard. And then you have Jalen LeCue, Le- Le- I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he was uh, just drafted. And um, yeah, so he's he's a young player with lots of potential as well. So what really we really see here is OKC flipping more veterans um, for young players and draft picks as they also got a 2022 first rounder. Right, and it's clear what the Thunder are doing after mm-hmm. what we've seen so far. It's just they're trying to get picks, picks, and more picks. Yeah. But for me, I personally believe that this really doesn't make Phoenix the contender that they imagine themselves mm-hmm. as. You're giving away Rubio, who's one of the better passing guards in this league. Ubre, as you said, is a young shooter. And they're giving away a 2022 first-round pick, and we don't know what where in the draft that will be but it's it's pretty clear to me that without your two best role arguably your two best role players there really is not much that uh to look forward to other than to see what this duo is going to be able to do yeah well i mean they gave up a couple young guys but they also have like they still have young um youth on the roster like don't get me wrong they have um, DeAndre Ayton, who is a first-round right. pick. They have um, Hunter, and they have a they have a young group of um, bench players and pl- players who they are expecting to come in and really develop after a couple years in the league. And so, sure, the Chris Paul <clears throat> trade helps catapult this team into maybe lower contention but you're going to need players like Aiden and Hunter to develop into stars or role or top tier role players or starters for this team to really go where they imagine so I feel like this was 
a bet on Chris Paul, but also a bet on their young stars that they have right now that they can get it done right um, and push this team, really. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, some new faces that the Suns fans will be seeing mm-hmm. starting and off the bench. And now we go into Ricky Rubio, who the Thunder also traded um, Rubio and picks 27 and 28 to Minnesota for the 17th pick, which became European stud Alexej Pokusevsky. Probably not pronouncing that right, but the 17th overall pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems like a person who could help this team in the future, but mm-hmm. it's it we, we're not really sure. He while he was in the 2018 FIBA under 17 world championships, he was averaging just under eight points a game, mm-hmm. eight rebounds, and about one and a half assists. And three blocks also, so he he could be that big for the Thunder, maybe a four, future replacement four. for Stephen Adams. Yeah. Um, but the, again, it's it's just the beginning of a long, long rebuild for this Thunder team, and this mm-hmm. could this kid could be the start of it. And I believe that he can be something special. It, it's it's just going to depend on his um, how he fits in the system, and I believe his his style of play. You can kind of compare it somewhat to um a bigger a bigger forward or maybe a smaller center but yeah i think it might work out later in the future i mean for sure he's gonna have to develop a more a shooting stroke for the nba but this is um a flyer that the okc thunder took and they're giving it away ricky rubio who to be honest isn't really part of their plans for the future right and so, also, uh, they're taking a young star who they think can fit in their system. And if he pans out as a starter or a star who can who they can pair along Shake SGA, then that'll work out great for this team. I mean, everyone will think of them as, like, geniuses. But if it doesn't work out, what are they losing? A couple of late-round first picks or... Right, not much, and they have more to they have more to build off of. For sure. And yeah. when you look at the situation for Minnesota, they get Rubio, who will be a solid mm-hmm. um, player behind D'Angelo Russell. And we're now going to move on to Kelly Oubre, who the Thunder sent to Golden State for a 2021 first rounder, as well as the Nuggets 2021 first rounder. Did the Thunder get a good deal here? Did the Warriors overpay? Well, what are your thoughts? Well, it's evident when you look at this. They're just taking people and trading them, trying to get picks. And so this move was decently well by the Thunder, if you look at their motives, trying to get more picks. And sure, they gave up Ouvre. He he might have, if you looked at it, he could have been part of this team when they you know, start building and stuff. He could have been part of that young core. But obviously, Sam Presti did not think so. So he dealt him to Warriors, who this is probably the perfect situation where you can milk it so much. Like, you can over-milk it because they lost Klay Thompson. They're looking for someone else. And you just show up, oh, young 
young shooter, mm-hmm. and they just jump on it, and they give you a first rounder and a second rounder. Right. I, I think this this can definitely benefit more both sides, but yeah. I think for the Warriors, it could be a solid uh, shooter, especially this season losing Clay, and those two first rounders will most likely be in the late round. Yeah. The next trade from Oklahoma City, they had a busy offseason. Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers for Danny Green, mm-hmm. who is not on the Thunder right now, and a first-round pick. Yeah. Well, we saw how good Schroeder was in the playoffs, but they gave away Chris Paul and now also giving away Chris Paul's backup. For me personally, this is a this move is is pretty – it's all right, but – I think uh, that first, it's all, I mean, they're getting picks, but for me, yeah. I think this is going to benefit both sides. It makes LA, again, have another solid role player because they also lost Rondo. So for me, it's it's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, LA needs a point guard, right? They lost Rondo, can't expect LeBron to just take point guard duties. And Schroeder's solid for sure. And again, this is another case where you're looking at OKC. They have a player who's good, but he doesn't fit in their timeline. So they get rid of him for some picks, and that's exactly what they did. So if you look at what OKC is doing, this is another smart move from Sam Presti. Right, um, and and it, it's just going to continue to happen. It might be a tough stretch this year for OKC yeah, fans, sure. but you have a brightest future in the NBA. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the brightest futures, not the brightest, but and and We're as I said part. earlier, Danny Green right now is not part of Oklahoma City. They dealt him to Philadelphia for Al Horford, whose contract is four years worth, one hundred and nine million, a first rounder and a second rounder. For me, I think this is great. Um, probably the one of the biggest bright spots of this offseason for the 76ers. They, they got rid of Al Horford's large, gigantic contract. They got Danny Green, who we obviously was not the sharp, sharp shooter we expected in the playoffs, but you never know what can happen next season, and I don't think that his inconsistency will continue. I think he can start picking it up back up, picking it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Sixers also gave away... Um, a first and second rounder here. Yeah. For me, well, it's it's it, it's just more picks for Oklahoma City, more for the rebuild, and uh, just maybe an important piece in the future. We, we don't know where these picks will round up being, but yeah, it, it's just going to be interesting to see. Is Sam Presti going to be known as the greatest GM to make uh, controversial moves with these draft picks, or will it not pan out for Oklahoma City? Yeah, I mean... It, it, it's just going to be unpredictable for me, but I think right now it's it it's looking good for Oklahoma City and their future. Yeah, they're doing they're making all the right moves for the path that they want to go on, and if you looked at their draft history, drafting Katie, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, then you're like, okay, these picks are most likely going to amount to something. Because we've looked at the past and they have been able to pick superstars. Um, so I think it's a smart strategy. And for the Sixers, I think it's a complete win. Like, sure, you're packaging a first rounder, first rounder, and a second rounder, but you're trying to win championships with Embiid and Simmons. And so 
Horford is on a pretty bad contract right now. He cannot seem to fit with um, Embiid. And so you ship off the bad contract. Sure, you lose a couple picks. But like I said, you're winning. You're trying to win now. And you also get a shooter to pair along Ben Simmons to open up the floor because right now that's really what they need. The- yeah, it, it, for Philadelphia, this is a this is a do or die season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were rumors. There was a lot of tweets going around that Ben Simmons was going to be out of Philadelphia, but so far we have not seen that happen. Yeah, and it, for me, yeah, it's it's a complete do or die situation for Philadelphia. They're gonna have to make the conference championship for. Uh, any NBA analyst or reporter, whatever you want to call it, to be to to say anything positive about this Philadelphia team, Daryl Morey seems like the guy, and he's making good moves. So we'll see. But now we go into one of the, if not the biggest and most confusing uh, trade from this NBA season. Yeah. We will be talking about that after the break. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Rewind That Tape podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cash. And as we I was talking about before the break, the biggest deal so far of this NBA offseason. And it was pretty uh, pretty weird to see it all pan out. But the main move, Drew Holiday is going to be a Milwaukee Buck in, in, as he is included in a four-team trade. Also, with the seventy, excuse me, the Pelicans, the Bucks, obviously, and the Thunder, as well. Um, for me, we see that the Bucks are receiving Drew Holiday, the sixtieth overall pick, and Sam Merrill. And I think for me, this is clearly a way to get Giannis to stay. He's going to get that solid guard. Don't get me wrong, Eric Bledsoe and Drew and George Hill were, weren't bad, but this this Drew Holiday guys is better. Is a lot better, and for me, I think I think it's, it's just gonna, as you said in your article, just gonna be another reason what how they can lure Giannis back to stay with the Bucks. For me, I think I think it's 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 gonna pan out to be a a good decision for Milwaukee. Holiday for me fits perfectly in that system. Um, I, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting. It's again, as I said, for the 76ers, it's a do or die season for the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to get Giannis to stay next season and they're going to do everything possible. And that Drew Holiday trade was probably a big step forward in getting Giannis to stay because you're getting him a quality point guard and, you're yeah and you're getting and if Giannis stays then you look at that trade and you're like that's probably one of the biggest reasons that he stayed and so this would be if Giannis stays this would be viewed as a massive success for the Bucks if he doesn't stay this would be viewed as a pretty big disappointment for the Bucks because they're gonna miss a lot of you've been left with just Drew Holiday Kyle Korver off the bench, uh, uh, Brooke Lopez. But again, yeah, you can't mm-hmm. leave Holiday with just that. Yeah. Um, 
The next team involved in that trade, uh, of course, it is the Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah. as they receive George Hill, a future first-round pick via the Nuggets, Zyler Chatham, Josh Gray, Darius Miller, and Kenrich Williams, all young players, yeah. except for George Hill, who is a spot-up three-point shooter, mm-hmm. uh, could get this some offense uh, moment, offensive momentum going for this uh, Thunder team, but overall, yeah, it's just more young uh, prospects. Yeah. Maybe one of them bloomed to be a solid asset. We're just again, we just have to wait and see. Um, but I mean, they gave away Stephen Adams, and that was their last guy from five years yeah. ago. <laughs> so, um, but it's blowing it all up. Yep, exactly. The so. next. The Pelicans receive Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, two future first-round picks, the right to swap two additional first-round picks. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a, it's a pretty big win here for the Pels. What about you? Yeah, I mean, for sure. They got a veteran center who they can pair alongside Zion and then a solid defensive backup point guard. Um. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good to see. Um, and they also got those two future first-rounders. So, yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, we're going to be able to see what they do with those. And as well as Steven Adams, an, an, uh, an amazing big who had a great time uh, in Oklahoma City. Eric Bledsoe, who, who brings that energy and passion to the court, um, which could be vital for this young Pelicans team looking to make a playoff run. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty. Uh, it's gonna be a pretty good ride for the Pelicans, in my opinion. And um, the fourth team involved in this trade, the Denver Nuggets, who yep. receive RJ Hampton. In my opinion, this is probably one of the biggest deals in the draft. I think this guy is gonna be a great addition for this Nuggets team. A young guard who can find the ability to pass and score. He's a dual threat. Mm-hmm. I like him completely. Yeah. Well, it's not his team. I mean, we see the Denver team. They they take flyers on draft prospects with high potential, and maybe they got picked a little lower than expected. And so we saw that with Michael Porter Jr., who had a great bubble and um, playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he proved to us that he can be. Yeah. Um. Or... And we see that this with RJ Hampton, and then last year also we saw them take um a flyer on Bobol who um, could develop into a, a nice prospect alongside Jokic. So this Denver team is like taking flyers on these guys and um, they're trusting that their staff can develop these guys and really get the most out of their potential because, and I, after seeing what they did with Michael Porter Jr., I completely agree. I think it's a great deal for them. Right, and the thing is, uh, Denver's looking for him to go right right now, get this yeah. team or get this team a solid backup point guard. I I think that Hampton can do this. He's play he played at a big time college under mm-hmm. Coach K, and he was that guy under in the moment. Yeah, take you back to the North Carolina game when he made two crazy buckets to end up winning that game for the Blue Devils. I think this guy he's not afraid of the big moment. And that Denver team needs someone like that. So uh, I think this is a guy who will be a steal in this NBA draft. 
from this MEA draft class. And after this, we're going to go ahead and dive right into free agency. Yep. As the first signing we'll be talking about is Carmelo Anthony, who has yep. decided to stay with the Blazers on a one-year deal, NDA minimum worth $2.6 million. What do you see here? Do you see just another prove-it season for Melo, or is this just, I, I want to show my loyalty and be well, thankful for this, give me a chance? Yeah, I think that's for sure 100% part of it. And he's getting older, so um, he's going to... He probably didn't have as many offers, so he's going back with the team he knows. And so um, the Blazers are building a lot, adding more pieces this offseason. And so Carmelo, I feel like, can give them a real boost off the bench. Yeah, and so yeah. our next... Um, free agency is the two guys signed by the Atlanta Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who was supposed to go to the Bucks in a signing trade, but that fell through, and Danilo Gallinari, who they both signed for um, three and four years respectively um, for over $60 million. So, yeah, they got paid good money for sure. Right. I think this Hawks team, I wrote in a previously an article, mm-hmm. this Hawks team is, look, it's they're a sleeper that's on the rise. And yeah. these two guys bring pure offense to this team that will not need to rely on Trey Young as heavily as they had <laughs> in the past. Gallinari, great three-point shooter. Bogdanovich can get you from the mid-range or from beyond the arc. And not to mention, they also got Rajon Rondo, who could be a mm-hmm. solid backup for this team. I think that Rondo will have a pretty good season with Atlanta. He fits. In. He's good. Uh, a good fit in that scheme. Yeah, the Hawks went uh, all out this off season. I think it's it's going to be a win. And you pair that with Clint Capella as well, um, a solid center that played for the Rockets and didn't have uh, what people considered a great career. But I think um, for this Hawks team, it'll it'll be a great addition. Yeah, I mean. They're for sure adding more veteran presence. And for all the young guys that they have, um, I think it's a good um, a good trade for sure. Yep. And our next signee will be mentioning a surprising one to me, Christian Wood signing a three-year, $41 million deal. And he will be a Houston Rocket. What are your yeah, thoughts? I mean- well, when I saw that, saw that news, I was expecting the Pistons to sign him because he is a young center, and so with a developing three-point shot, so um, I really don't know. He he could become um, something really special, and for the Rockets who have last year embraced this small ball mentality, to for them to get a promising young center like Wood, and on top of that, DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's just um, really going to show in Steven Silas's new offense and new tenure as the Rockets head coach. Right. Um, it's it's going to be cool to see how this pans out, especially with the situation with Harden and Westbrook. Yeah. Steven uh-huh. Silas can turn this offense around. I mean, excuse me, this franchise around. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a matter of time before we see how this will all 
work out. And some other notable free agent signings is Montrez Harrell, who signed with the Clippers rival, the Lakers, two-year $19 million deal. Serge Ibaka to the Clippers will join his former teammate Kawhi Leonard again on a two-year $18.9 million deal. Fred Van Vliet gets some well-deserved money. A former G League player is now getting paid four years, $85 million. Well-deserved, Mr. Van Vliet. And next is Hassan Whiteside signs a one-year deal with the Kings. So after all this, we dive into our new segment, Prubs with the Dubs, where our special writer, Jay Prubs, tell us who's been winning this week. Prubs, who's been taking dubs? For me, um, the couple of guys who have gotten the dub is the 2017 draft class for sure. You have five people, four, four superstars, who signed max max extensions this year. All of them coming from that 2017 draft class. You got Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, and Bam Adebayo. These guys signed for the five-year, $163 million contract. And so that's some well-deserved money for these super talented guys. And um, it just shows how loaded this class was because... There were four max guys in there, which is pretty right. insane. And all of them really got their contract extensions in the same week. So, yeah, we saw Mitchell and Adebayo both parting it out on the court. Um, so that is my um, probes with the dubs for this week. Thank you for joining us today, guys. This mm-hmm. is going to wrap up the episode. As always, make sure to check out our site on rewindthattape.com as well as our socials. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Bleach Report, um, and also TikTok. Thank you for joining us guys today. Hope you all have a great day. Stay safe. Um, thank you. Peace.